Hello, I'm Joan. I'm a Canadian family physician who also works as a restorative medical educator, facilitator, and coach. I create spaces that rehumanize the work of healthcare. I'm creating this podcast to remind myself, as well as anyone else working in a helping profession, that when you are working and caring for your human patients, you are the other human in the room. Hey there, healthcare humans. This is Joan coming with you another episode of The Only Human in the Van as a part of the podcast, The Other Human in the Room. So welcome. Um, I actually don't know if I'm going to release this or not. I just was listening to another podcast as I drove to work. And um, the podcast was We Can Do Hard Things with Glennon Doyle. And it was the episode, let me see, 266 with um, Adrienne Marie Brown and Autumn Brown. And I'm halfway through and it's just full of brilliance and amazingness. But I believe it was Autumn just said something about compliance and actually not in relationship to medicine at all. Um, They're not talking about medicine. They're talking about the world and um, race and family and important, really powerful things. But um, she was saying about um, how we can find a, a false sense of safety in compliance. And it just like set off a little chain reaction in my brain and I couldn't listen anymore. So I needed to say it out loud. So I'm saying it out loud in a recording and maybe we'll release it or not. Who can say? So, okay. Cause I, I, I have this unfinished idea for a podcast episode that I've had for a while, which is about the idea of non-compliant patients and, um, how this is an inhuman story we've been given, which is that in order for our patients to perform good patient, they need to comply to the standards we set for them and how that is not only unhelpful at times, harmful and oppressive to our patients and how we may treat them if they don't comply to our wishes, but it's also unhelpful and harmful to us to hold ourselves in a position of needing to find a way to get this other human to comply and how that puts us in a position, maybe oppressor feels too strong of language. That's okay if it does, but in this position of power over of like comply to my wishes. And we have this very sneaky, reason that seems righteous and good, which is it's for their health and for their body, we have a very good reason for needing to manipulate slash force slash shame them if they do not comply and how that feels terrible. And just have we noticed how terrible that feels collectively, right? We get so pissed at them at times and resentful and like, why don't you respect me by following my orders? And there's something inhuman about that whole situation. And it burns us out and it makes us feel morally compromised because most of us, when we check our values, don't want to be in control and 
um, bossing and micromanaging around other humans on this planet. It feels terrible to, to try and enforce compliance, right? Does this resonate with you? I've definitely thought from the beginning, this is not a concept I like at all, this compliance concept. Um, and I've actually thought, tried to think of other alternatives for words. There's just like, patient did not take medication as prescribed, even as recommended, right? I can recommend, I can offer, I can suggest, I can inform of what my education has told me could be helpful for them. But the bottom line is they're an autonomous human in the world and they absolutely get to do whatever they want. And something magical happens if I actually trust that. If I actually say, what if there is wisdom to what they are doing? Even if it doesn't appear so from the outside, even if it appears like it's causing harm, them and their body are on a journey and I'm here to be a partner in it as much as they wish, but they are absolutely the main character in the story. And I want to be a character in their story that is not trying to shame and enforce compliance. I want to be a part of their story that points them back to their own sense of autonomy and power and support them to find their way to whatever definition of health is meaningful to them. Right. And so that was what the original podcast kind of was in a nutshell. Um, but this thing from this other podcast, I just listened about how compliance is this false sense of safety. It just added this other layer that I wanted to capture. So the idea that like, not only are non-compliant patients, not a problem, not a problem at all. They are beautifully showing that they are autonomous. They're beautifully showing that they, that I am not in charge of their lives and they are the, 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 my teachers for that lesson every day. And that is a beautiful, beautiful lesson. I do not want to be in charge of their lives. So thank you patients for really reminding me that I am not in charge of your life. Right. And the, the extra thing about it is thinking about myself, thinking about the rules and the laws and the, the, you know, governing bodies or individual people who wish to enforce me to comply. When we turn guidelines into laws and standards that if you fall short, you are terrible. And we use guilting and shaming ways of speaking to one another about there being one right way in medicine, for example, right? And all of my impulse is to try and comply with all of the outside forces that are trying to exert their opinion and their power over me. And me trying to comply gives me a false sense of safety. My imposter syndrome, my perfectionism dims if I'm able to even just for one moment nail all the outside expectations of others, but it doesn't happen often because it's impossible <laughs> to sustain. There are too many differing, contradictory opinions about how I should comply to become a good doctor, right? And so now I feel bereft and lost with no sense of safety because I cannot live up. I cannot live up to expectations. I cannot live up to outside rules of goodness. I cannot comply and I feel lost. And so 
that's hard and there's like a grief process of that. But one thing I'm realizing is my non-compliant patients are not only teachers to me to remind me that I am not in control of them and thank you so much for that lesson, but they are also my mentors in this exact thing. They, they went to a place where in theory, one of the options was they could have taken the advice and recommendations as a good idea for their life. And then they did not take any of them. Instead, they said, you know what? I have other priorities for different reasons. And I am working through the process of understanding what those priorities are and if I actually like them. But in the meantime, I am doing what I want to do. That is what these patients are communicating when they say they'll take a medication and they don't or whatever, right? <laughs> and I can use them as a role model to do the exact same thing for me. So I'm sitting, say, with a patient and I know that a certain expert panel wants me to comply and tell every smoker every time they, I see them how bad smoking is, just as one random example. And I can feel the urge to comply with that, even though there's something else within me that says, I don't think this is how I want to spend my time with this human. I'm actually pretty convinced this framework of telling them it's bad for them every time is not effective. You know, like whatever it is, right? Um, for me, I'm saying my values and my sense of who I am and how my working theory of how humanity works, this external recommendation that I'm meant to comply with doesn't seem to jive. And so I can say I am actively choosing to be non-compliant with that recommendation. I am choosing and I am owning that I'm a non-compliant physician. <laughs> I am non-compliant to the hyper-detailed impossible to follow guidelines. I am non-compliant to um, a colleague who says, oh, you ordered that medication, da 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 whatever. Like, I am non-compliant to the acquaintance who says, wow, if a physician has a tattoo, they're not professional, whatever. I'm non-compliant with that. I have a tattoo. So I've broken that rule for sure. Right. I'm, I'm non-compliant of many things. And why? Because, well, it's good to check why. I think a lot of us are non-compliant anyway, because we, you actually can't comply with all the things. And often the way we're non-compliant is just sort of through overwhelm or through running out of steam. And then that doesn't feel very good. But the thing that does feel good, and I will say I've quite enjoyed, is being intentionally non-compliant, specifically about the things that I least want to give my time and energy, that don't align with my values, that aren't how I want to help shape the, the field of medicine by doing. Like a really, well, a couple examples, right? So um, I'm really not that interested in being compliant with the many detailed, confusing recommendations of how you have to chart. Otherwise you're going to get sued because as I've said in previous podcasts, that whole notion is nonsense. And I'm not interested in complying with the, whatever random recommendation a fictional future lawyer may have for me if, and when I end up being in the middle of a lawsuit. And they're like, why didn't you comply with the recommendation that you document every single word that everyone says in every single situation? <laughs> and I'll be like, because I have other things to do. <laughs> so like, that's, that's one example, right? Um, another one is like, 
I'm getting quite chippy about forms and notes. I am still currently complying with the social norm that I'm supposed to supply them in all these cases and that it's just okay for society to put at a doctor's doorstep that I'm the permission giver instead of putting that back on the institution and those people. I just, something feels a bit off about that. And, um, but I am doing subtle non-compliance. I'm not giving it more time and attention that's needed. I'm outsourcing it and you know, delegating it back to the patient, to a nurse that we're training up. So I'm, I'm not compliant in the sense that I'm doing as little of it as possible. And sometimes I'm actually just saying, no, <laughs> I'm saying that's enough. So those are a couple like specific examples of how I am practicing intentional non-compliance, you know, about the things that I think are harmful practices, ideas that I think are harmful, you know, um, I'm non-compliant with any guideline that talks about obesity, um, because I'm just more increasingly convinced by the evidence that the ways in which we have been socialized and then even actively trained to view humans who live in larger bodies is not evidence-based and is actually pretty harmful. So I'm certainly not non-compliant with all that, you know? So the reason I'm giving these examples actually isn't even to say, and you should be non-compliant of these things too. I don't really subscribe to that, that we all would have the same values because we don't just, that's just factual, true in the world. And I also think something beautiful would emerge if we all sat with our individual values and really face them. And we're in a dialogue with our higher selves, if you will, or a dialogue with our bodies, if you will, which to me is same, same. And, and focused on congruence with ourselves, integrity with ourselves. And through that process became non-compliant with the rules and recommendations and regulations and policies that they say you better comply or else. And we, and we just lovingly said back, no. And because the thing I really believe is the absolute stunning goodness inside every single person listening to this podcast. And if you set down this false sense of safety that you're chasing and usually not attaining by trying to stay compliant with all the stuff that you're supposed to do, that you have to do. Otherwise, you're not a good clinician. You set all that in the corner and instead said, I am actively deciding to be non-compliant with however much of that feels correct to me. And instead, I am centering myself, what I know to be true, my experience as well as my training. And I am holding that true for myself in a space with my patients, understanding one way that I practice this is by honoring that that other person in the room, the patient in the room with me, has an absolute sovereignty to do the same. I am sovereign. They are sovereign. All outside forces are suggestions, opinions, but I can be as non-compliant as I have to be about all of those so I can center what actually matters to me in each room with this patient, in each interaction I have with a colleague, in each way I parent my kids, like in all areas and domains of life. So, um, yeah, I would love to know 
what you want to become more non-compliant of, you know? Um, and one I would suggest really letting go of is non-compliance towards the idea that you have to stigmatize your patients because they're non-compliant. Just try it on. I think it's going to feel a lot better. It's going to make a lot less urgency for you in how you even recommend things to patients because you're going to say, oh, right, you're in charge of you. I'm in charge of me. Here's some things I know. What do you think? And if they're like, no, thank you to all of this, it makes it a lot easier to say, okay, this appointment's over. It's not a punishment. It's just like, I think our work here is done, my friend. Come back next time. When it becomes a yes, if it ever becomes a yes, if you have a new idea, let's do that. But there's so much more freedom in releasing our patients from the framework of compliance towards us. And in one of the things that frees us up to do is recognize and release ourselves from the urge to try and comply with all the things that are put on us, including what our patients want us to comply to do because right, it's this bi-directional thing. So our patients want us to comply to their idea of what a physician would be. But if we check inside ourselves and it's a no for us, it's a no and say, I hear you. You wish that you had a doctor who would do this. You wish you had a clinician who would do this. I've checked inside myself and my morals and my expertise, not as a higher over expertise, but just my experience of life. And it's, it would not be within my integrity to do that. So it's a no. How does that sound? Are you ready to own the ways you are already non-compliant? Are you ready to actually maybe start getting a little delight and joy? A little rebellious spirit here? I think something good happens when we own and intentionally choose what we're non-compliant towards. And, uh, uh, if you're ever interested, hit me up on Instagram or, you know, through my website, let me know what are you being non-compliant about and how does it feeling to you? All right. Thanks for listening. Take care. I would love to take this work deeper with you. Visit joanchanmd.com today and discover my growing menu of options for restorative medical education to suit your learning needs. I offer one-on-one coaching, customized workshops, and self-study courses that allow you to connect not only with my work on a deeper level, but also with other healthcare humans just like you. So if you want to start humanizing your work in healthcare to a deeper level and do it in community with others, please visit joanchanmd.com and find those options and what fits you and your life today.